ever feel like you just can't connect with that special person in your life? You know you love them and, and they love you, but for some reason, the relationship isn't going well? Well, today, I'll give you some insight about what might be happening and just how to fix it. Thanks for listening to this weekend edition of Living on the Edge with Chip Ingram. Living on the Edge is an international discipleship ministry featuring the daily Bible teaching of Chip Ingram. In this past week, we wrapped up our series, Spiritual Simplicity, Doing Less, Loving More. Today, we're revisiting the second half of Chip's message, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. But before we dive in, let me remind you, if you missed any part of this series, catch up anytime at livingontheedge.org or via the Chip Ingram app. If you have a Bible, turn now to the book of Ephesians as we join Chip for his talk. God designed love to be birthed and modeled in our families. And here's God's plan. It's really very simple. A tiny little baby gets born. And a mother says, I want to nurture and love this baby. And a father says, fantastic. And the mother says, I think I, this baby will learn how to love if I love my husband the way God says. And I really have to trust him. And so I'm going to respect my husband and I'm going to encourage him. I'm going to affirm him. I'm going to realize he does have a pretty fragile ego. And I'm going to, when I have to challenge him, I'm going to do it in some ways that he understands. I'm going to ask some probing questions. And I'm going to take strong stands on things. But I'm going to let him know I'm behind him 100%. And as that happens, a man feels loved and empowered. And as he does, he, feels he experiences God's love through his wife. He says, you know something? I'm going to step out. And I'm going to lead this family emotionally, spiritually, financially. And tell you what, I'm going I'm to give my life for this woman. I'm going to figure out what makes her feel loved. And I'm going to do what the scripture says. I want to be a living representation of Christ. And I want to love her in such a way. And then she loves me in such a way. And these little kids look up and see this mom and dad loving each other. And it creates this secure environment that's not performance oriented and they have their ups and downs and when they blow it they forgive one another and they're committed to one another and then kids grow up and, and they begin to obey and realize you know what I don't like these boundaries I don't like it when my dad says no when my mom follows through and when they're both on the same page but wow I guess my life isn't going down the tube like a lot of my friends and my parents are staying together and boy that feels kind of good and I guess if I can't obey my mom and dad now who I can see I'll never obey a God that I can't see and then they grow up and become adults. And because of those kind of things, they have a good self-image. And they learn to trust God. And they become adults. And they actually kind of come back to your house. And it's full circle. And your kids, adult kids, love you. And you watch them start to raise their kids. And there's this dynamic called the family. Where Jesus has clothes on. Called moms and dads and kids. And it's imperfect, but it's a design that God has put into place. And when families follow this design, kids grow up strong, healthy, clear, great self-esteem, people of integrity. Husbands feel supported and empowered. Wives feel loved and cherished. And when those kind of families, very far from perfect but very different from the world, tell you what, people around go, man, what do you all have? Where did you learn that? Because see, a lot of them are out looking for position, or fame, or sex, or success, or appearance, or possessions, and they're getting all the pseudo-loves, and every time, it keeps coming back empty. And when you're really loved, you have the freedom to be you. Just, just you. And the most attractive person on the face of the earth is when you are really you. 
loved by God, free not to impress anyone, free to be you, free to accept you, and free to love others. And so that's design number one. It's an amazing design. I put a little chart there, you know, the Holy Spirit. Then you have this relationship, husband to wife, wife to husband, parents to children, then children to parents. And it's, it's this vicious cycle of love. It's God's design. And so what you're going to find is that when we fail to follow God's design or when others fail to follow God's design and we reap the negative consequences, he'll actually take our deepest pains, our dysfunctions, and our hurts if we bring him to him. And he'll actually use that as an opportunity to express his love in the midst of our pain. Notice the next point. It says we often experience love most deeply when we need it most desperately. Romans 5, 3 through 5. It starts out literally. Verse 1 says, thanks be to God. We have peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we exalt or we rejoice in this brand new salvation that God's given us. And it's exciting. And he says, it's in this grace in which we stand. And then in verse 3, he says, but not only this, but we also rejoice or exalt in our tribulation or our problems or our difficulties. And then he says, why? Because tribulation or difficulties produce perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope never disappoints because the Holy Spirit pours out the love of God. And what he's saying is when difficult, painful things come and you will turn to God and sometimes, you know what perseverance means? Just endure. This is a hard marriage. I endure. This is a tough situation. I endure. You know what? I'm not getting any better physically. I endure. My parents are going through a rough time. I endure. But I'm turning to God in my endurance. As you endure, what happens is something happens inside. Your character changes as you trust him. And as your character changes, you begin to see there is hope. God can change me and he can change things. And the hope is received when the spirit of God, through the word of God, in the context of community, pours out into your being. And you actually can come out of very dysfunctional families and painful issues and experience God's love and say there's hope. That's the girl that I met. girl that I met not only had a difficult, painful, really negative childhood, She looked for love in all the wrong places and got married early. And then she had a husband who abandoned her. Sleeping with someone else for a couple years and she didn't know it. Then she gets pregnant with these twin boys and he leaves and never to be heard of again. I met her two and a half years later. It was in that pain that Teresa, out of dysfunctional family and being abandoned by a man who was selling drugs, turned to God and she persevered And that persevering, and she would pray at night and sing at night and cry out to God, and she didn't have any money. And in that persevering, it built some character. And I got to see the character of this godly woman, and that produced hope. And I met her about two and a half years later where it was like a piece of coal turned into a diamond. And I saw a heart for God and a love for God and someone who understood the amazing forgiveness of God, and it attracted me. And I just came on the other end of it. I hadn't been through difficult, painful times. I just was, the, I was empty in success. I, I, I was on the performance trap. So I, I didn't understand God's love. You know, affirmation felt like love. So perform, perform, perform. You know, get A's, score points, get pretty girlfriends. I'm loved, right? No, you're empty. You just appear plastic and like you have things that everyone told you would fill the hole and it never did. And it was out of that that I persevered, that built character, that I came to Christ and then said, you know something? Adulation and affirmation and false intimacy and position, 
they're empty. And it's hard because I can see those things and I can't see God's love. Where are you at today? Would you like to really experience God's love? I'll tell you, there's, there's very clear steps to experiencing God's love. I put them in your notes. They're very, very clear. They're very, very clean. Step one is you need to step down. You, you have to surrender. You know, you can live life on your agenda or God's agenda, but a certain day at a certain time, even as a Christian, you gotta say, God, from this day on, I'm gonna do it your way. I know I'll mess up, I know it'll be hard, but whatever your word says, I'm doing life your way. I desperately need you. Some of us get there because the pain is so great, there's no place else to go. Second is, and you gotta step away. You know, you walk in darkness. You know, for me, it was hanging out in bars and doing stuff I knew was wrong and getting caught up in all my stuff. I had to step away from the world's values. I had to be separate from the world's values. And I had to say, you know what? This is really different and really hard, but I'm gonna do life your way. And I gotta start hanging around some people that do life your way. You step away. And then you have to step in. You can't be sort of this, uh, you know, Lone Ranger Christian out there. You got to get with a group of people that are on the same page, that are moving, and you say, you know what, little by little, I'm going to let you in on who I am, but I'm going to hang with you all. That's, I mean, the reason that we're so adamant about small groups is life change happens in authentic community. Jesus lives inside of you if you're a Christian, and he lives inside of other people, and it is impossible to live and experience his love apart from deep, authentic connection and vulnerability with other people. Is it risky? Yes. The option, though, of not being loved is the only alternative. And so at some point, you step down, then you step away, then you step in, and then when you're in that community, at some point in time, you get to step up. And you got to step up and quit playing it safe and saying, this is my sober self-assessment. I'm good at this. I struggle with this. I want to be God's man or God's woman. And I want you all to help me. And I'm going to let you see the parts of me that are not very pleasant. Everyone has them. Because you never feel loved until you meet some people that see your not-so-pretty stuff. And they look right at you and go, yeah, I've seen that. I still like you. In fact, I love you. I mean, I've seen that for years. I've got it, you've got it. Do you know how freeing it is? I mean, I mean, help me with this, but is there anybody here who's perfect? Just go ahead and raise that hand. Do I see those hands? I mean, we intellectually say that, so why would I be threatened at a certain point to say, you know something, I struggle. A guy last night, I was so proud of him, but you know what he said? He goes, I gotta step in, I gotta step up. Yeah, I'm a part of the church and I'm growing, I'm making progress, it's great, but he was saying, I need to go to the next level and I need to get real at a level where I really put my past behind me. And then what you do is you step out. You step out and you get your focus off of you and you say, I bet there's someone hurting a little bit more than me. I bet there's someone a little poorer than me. I bet there's someone whose marriage is even more messed up than mine. I bet there's someone whose addiction is even deeper than mine. And you just start to give your life away with your time and your energy and your money. And Jesus promised, give and it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, back into your lap. And all I can tell you is, you want to experience the infinite, unconditional, powerful, life-transforming love of God. You step down, you step away, you step in, you step up, and then you step out. If you want to be loved, here's what it's going to take. Every person in the world is stepping on something. You know, we talk about the ladder of success, the ladder of appearance, and some, some people really work, and I'm going to be the super perfect mom, and other people is, you know, I'm going to keep pumping those weights so I look, and the girls are like me, and, you know, some people are trying to afford liposuction, and other people, it's the, you know, we all got it, right? 
But every one of us are stepping on certain things. We think if we can just get this, we'll be loved. And at some point in time, you know something? You step down from that and you surrender to God and you say, you know what? You may give me appearance. You may give me some money here and there, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to step down and surrender to you, lock, stock, and barrel. Many of you, that's the step you need to take today. Second, then, you know, you're, you're kind of in there. You need to step away and step into the light. You got to step away from the people, step away from the environments, step away from the media that keeps giving you the messages that there's some step there that will make you a somebody. And you step away and step into the light and you start walking in holiness. And boy, that's a big one. And you know, by the way, it's not always drugs or alcohol. You can be addicted to shopping. You can be addicted to people's approval. You can be addicted to all kind of stuff. You can be addicted to ESPN. You can be addicted to fantasy football. You can be addicted to just trivia. Where in the world is your life going? Do you want to be loved? And then third, you got to step in. And you got to get with a group of people and you got to say, you know something? You know, I'm going to play it safe at first because I don't know you people. And I know you're Christians, but... You know, Christians are flaky people like everyone else. And so I'm going to figure out who's going to not share what I share with other people. And little by little by little, I'm going to, but I'm going to do life with you all. I'm going to make it a priority. I mean, some of you make it a priority to work out. Some of you figure out how to work 70 hours a week. Some, I mean, we, you make a priority. You do what matters to you. So you decide what matters to you. You want to experience love? You step down. You step away. Then you step in. And then someplace in the stepping in, you take a step of vulnerability. And you say, you know something? I know I've presented this side and I've showed a little bit of me. But I want you to know, you know, i got some things I'm not proud of. I'll tell you what, you will experience the love of God like never before. And then you step out. And you get on your little spiritual bicycle and you say, you know what? I got to get going. I got to get focused on helping some other people. Here's my question. What step do you need to take? God loves you. The Lord, your God, is with you. He is mighty to deliver. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He'll rejoice over you with singing. But there's a condition. And the condition is you need to figure out whether it's a ladder issue, a stepping away and into the light issue, a stepping in issue, stepping up. And then, you know, it's, it's a by faith. You say, God, I, I'm, I'm afraid. Everything I've ever done. In fact, in Scripture, every time I find anybody that's doing anything significant, Either an angel or someone comes and says, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not, why? Because they're afraid. Well, that would mean people would know this. Yep, they would. But think of how much energy you use hiding it. How much energy we use pretending. Where do you find love? Source of love is God. It comes through his spirit. You need to walk in his spirit. How do you get it? The ideal is that it's in this family system. And for those of us with families, let's ask God to help us create those kind of families of Ephesians 5 and 6. And then no matter where you're at in your pain, sometimes we get love most deeply when we realize we're really desperate and we say, okay, I'm willing. Final question. How do you give it away? How do you give it away? Uh, the R12 application is serving and love. Everybody makes decisions and all those decisions make you. Make a decision today. 
Second thing is I thought of something real, real practical, and it's, it's really brief, but I thought of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the most loving person in the world was Jesus, right? Most loving person. So what did he do? And, and I literally, I, I mentally went through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I just went through the life of Christ. Life of, I thought, what did he do? Are you ready for this? This is how Jesus loved people. He did it by talking with them. He did it by walking with them. He did it by eating with them. He did it by praying with them. He did this to his family. He did this with his friends. He actually did these things with his enemies. He did it by playing with them. I'm telling you, I think Jesus was a very fun guy to be around. Holy for sure. But I mean, a lot of us, we don't get some of those jokes. I, that day he said, hey, Pete, John, come here. You know what? I mean, he was real. He was loving. I think they played together. He suffered with them. When things got hard, I mean, they went through it together. And then he did two things, both with his family, his friends, and his enemies. He taught them, and he forgave them. Now, you know what? I don't know about you, but that, that list is not rocket science. You, you, if you're leaving here, now what should I do to become a more loving person with my family? Oh, with my friends, mm. with my small group, mm. even at work, yeah, or even with my enemies. Here's a novel idea. Talk with them. Eat with them. Hey, you want to go for a walk? Pray with them. Play with them. If you're in the role, teach them. And if they've hurt you, forgive them. Let, let me just ask you, in your family, are you doing that? Or are you too busy? You too busy to eat together? Jesus wasn't too busy to do that. Too busy to talk together? Too busy to take a walk? Too busy to have some fun? Go to that front page and see how many of the things in the right-hand column that I listed are about all the demands you feel that you got to do. And at the heart of it is what you desperately need is to be loved. And you think, and I believe, and we've been brainwashed to believe that we can find it in those things. But you're smart people. If you can find it in those things, you've found it by now. My recommendation Take a big step. Chip will be right back with his application for this message. What the world needs now is Love, Sweet Love from his series, Spiritual Simplicity, Doing Less, Loving More. Have you ever felt like there's never enough time in the day for yourself, the people you love, even God? Throughout this series, Chip tackled that issue and challenged the unrealistic standards and norms we all feel pressured by. We hope you learned how to break free from this demanding cycle and uncovered the simpler, more fulfilling life God has for us. To go back and revisit any part of this series, Spiritual Simplicity, visit livingontheedge.org. That's livingontheedge.org. Well, I'm joined now by our Bible teacher, Chip Ingram. And Chip, here at Living on the Edge, we believe small groups are absolutely vital. They have real power. I mean, they don't just change lives. They help all of us grow spiritually, too. And as we get started in this new year, I'm sure there are some who are looking at all of our small group resources and aren't sure which one to choose or where to begin. Uh, what advice do you have for them? Well, Dave, we all have special times in our life where there's either a crisis or we know we need to improve our parenting, our marriage, or there's some emotional issues. And as people go through, there's plenty of small group resources like that. But what I think is missing is what historically has been called a catechism. A catechism is a well-ordered process 
of truth by which you go through it systematically and intentionally uh, in order to become more and more like Jesus and to fulfill more and more what Jesus has called us to do. And so if you follow Jesus' life, his actual chronological life, the first thing is he defined what a disciple is. And so the very first study I encourage people to do is true spirituality, becoming a Romans 12 Christian. It'll let them know this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. The second thing Jesus did is he took them through various experiences to reveal who God was like. What is God really like? And so our second study, it's called The Real God. And in that, we study the attributes of God and how to get them from your head into your heart. The third thing that Jesus did is he helped them understand how does life change really occur? How do you put it into practice? We have a study from Ephesians chapter 4 called Transformed, the Miracle of Life Change. And then the fourth one I'll give you, because I don't want to lay it all out, is that when you take these kind of steps— all hell breaks loose. (laughs) I don't mean that as a cuss word. What I mean is it's challenging. It's difficult. There's spiritual warfare. And that's our study from Ephesians chapter 6. It's called the invisible war. What every believer needs to know about Satan, demons, and spiritual warfare. So let me encourage you, unless there's a critical need, a high felt need, consider studying in order the catechism the way Jesus taught his disciples. Thanks, Chip. Well, to learn more about the studies Chip just mentioned or any of our other small groups, go to livingontheedge.org or call 888-333-6003. And for a limited time, all of our small group resources are discounted. So visit livingontheedge.org or call 888-333-6003 to learn more. App listeners tap special offers. With that, here again is Chip to share his application. As we finish this message on what the world needs now is love, sweet love, let me ask you a question. In what ways is your life too busy because you're settling for pseudo-love instead of real love? You know, I talked about that. I mean, in what ways is just the pace of your life, the number of things you're doing, the superficiality of blowing and going the way you are, what has to happen so that you actually love people deeply, authentically. I mean, where do you need to slow up? What do you need to stop? You got it? And then now what I want to do is I want to give you some very specific ways, because for many of you, many of you, the answer to that question is, it's my family or my close friends. You know, I don't know how many times I talk to people and they have, quote, close friends. And I mean, all you do is text each other. I mean, I got news for you. A text is not a hug. You have to do what Jesus did, the way you communicate love. I zoomed through these, but it was like an epiphany for me. He talked with people. He walked with people unhurriedly. He ate with them. That was a very big one. He prayed with them. He played with them. I'm convinced that, you know, they had some time skipping stones and having fun. He, he suffered with them, but that meant he was with them, and he was, he was in the trenches with them, and he taught them. There were teachable moments and then formal teaching, and then in the midst of all their hurts and ups and downs because they're people, he forgave them. You know, maybe you ought to just go to the internet, pull down these teaching notes, or get the MP3, and say, you know, with my family or with one or two close friends, this week I'm going to plan in my schedule when I'm going to walk, talk, eat, play, and pray with them, and see if a connection in your heart 
doesn't get deeper and better, and those people feel really loved. You'll find the message notes Chip just mentioned in a couple of places. Go to livingontheedge.org and click the Broadcasts tab. App listeners will find them by tapping Fill in Notes. You'll get his outline, all of his scripture references, and lots of fill-ins to help you remember what you're learning. I hope you'll take advantage of this resource the next time you listen. You've been listening to a selected program that we wanted to share from this past week. To hear more of Chip's series, Spiritual Simplicity, go to livingontheedge.org or the Chip Ingram app. Until next time, I'm Dave Drewy saying thanks for listening to this weekend edition of Living on the Edge. Living on the Edge.